Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Spirit, I believe, God willing, next week will be the last message on the gifts of the Holy Spirit for a while, and we'll get on to another subject. We've been at this for months because there's so much information. Um, tonight, the title of the message is The Gift of Interpretation Sorry, the gift of different kinds of tongues. I'm sorry. The gift of different kinds of tongues. Different kinds. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It's been our text since November. Let's read through that and see what it mentions. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, or the benefit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. All right? To another different kinds of tongues, right? That's what we're talking about tonight, different kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. All right? As who wills? As he wills. All right. So some of this is a review. Some of this will be new to some of you. And this is the gift of tongues, different kinds of tongues, is primarily a devotional gift, primarily for private use and your private prayer life. But once again, in public, it's beneficial to the hearers if there is the gift of interpretation of tongues. That, that's working to interpret what is being said. All right? It is the most prominent gift of the Spirit. It's used often because it's a prayer gift. It's a prayer language gift, okay? According to Scripture. All right? It is the most prominent gift of the Spirit. That means it's the most common. All right? I speak in tongues. You say, man, is he weird? Is that weird? No. If you've been around me, you'll know that the only thing weird about me is probably my personality. But I'm not a weird, truly weird person. I'm a little quirky. I remember right after I'd married my wife, I don't know how long we'd been married. We hadn't been married long. And she goes, you are the weirdest person I've ever met. And I said, are you serious? Like it was crowning glory for me. I go, baby, are you serious? She goes, I love you so much, but you are so weird. And I don't even know what it was. Part of my weirdness is I'm a nerd. I just am. I, I, I'm a nerdy person. I, I, my likes and dislikes are just nerdy. So, but I'm going to tell you right now, it may be odd to some people, but it's very scriptural. And the gift of different kinds of tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues, it's not weird. It freaks people out. It's a stumbling block to some people. But the beautiful thing about it is the enemy can't understand what you're saying. And other people can't understand what you're saying unless the Lord wants them to through a gift of interpretation of tongues. So it's powerful. I want to go over some of the things tonight. Some of them, once again, will be a review for you. So it's the most prominent gift of the Spirit. It's a supernatural sign. Let's go to Mark 16, 17. Mark 16, 17. Jesus himself said, somebody say, Jesus said. Jesus himself said, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. One translation is tongues, but you can use the word language. Some say it's a heavenly language. It's a heavenly tongue, all right? So it's a supernatural sign. It's also a new covenant promise. 
What is the new covenant? Anybody? Not really a trick question. Kind of a trick question. What it what is the new covenant? Easiest way to remember this forever. Jesus is the new covenant. You say, well, what's the new covenant? It's the New Testament. Yes, but what is the basis of the New Testament? Is Jesus. His death on the cross, his shedding of blood, and his resurrection. That is the new covenant. We can now reach God through Jesus directly. We don't need high priests. Hey, we still sit and learn. This is very scriptural New Testament to, to hear preaching and teaching. But to get to God, you can pray and reach God anywhere you are at any time of the day. You don't need a high priest to do it. You don't have to call me and go, Pastor Matt, I need to reach God right now. I need to get through to God. Would you talk to him for me? No. In, once you've accepted Jesus, by the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, you can get right to the throne room of God yourself directly. Okay? So we see that tongues is a new covenant promise. Under the new covenant, God lives in us. So God is with you. God is for you, and now he lives within you, okay? We're born again by faith, and then by faith we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit empowers us to speak in tongues. Now, I want to get into what, what, what is tongues for. Let's talk about some of that right now. Number one, tongues is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. That's so important. Evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Look at this, Acts 10, 44. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been what? Given to whom? Or poured out on the Gentiles too. Look at the next verse. For they heard them, they knew the Holy Spirit had been poured out on them. How? How did they know? They were speaking in tongues, just like the Jewish believers were speaking in tongues back in Jerusalem. They heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. That is powerful. So it is evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two. It is speaking mysteries to God. Once again, why is that a, a, an advantage? Anybody? I just mentioned something a while ago. Why is that an advantage? Speaking mysteries to God. Why is that important? Why would that even be an issue? Anybody? Nobody understands it. Yeah, because you know how it is. Sometimes you're praying private stuff, right? <laughs> Lord, regrow my hair. No, y'all aren't going to hear me pray that. Well, I mean, whatever. A private physical need, a financial need. You may Sometimes we're like, Hey, man, I want everybody to know, and I want everybody to pray with me about this. And sometimes you're like, I just want to talk to God about this. Lord, I'm sorry for this weakness of mine. Man, I've been tripping. I'm jealous. Whatever it is, right? You may not want to. I can't imagine people on a Sunday morning usually, right, going, y'all pray for me. I am so carnal. I'm tripping on the daily. I'm acting up. I'm angry. I'm throwing stuff around. I've been cussing. Most people aren't going to proclaim that in public. Okay, I'm just, man, I'm ready to beat people up. No. You don't, you, you, you have private stuff. That's just an example. But you have private stuff. You say, man, I, God, I need to talk to you about this. And I, I, I want to pray in a group here, but I want to pray privately to you. It's a, it's a mystery. Okay, it's speaking mysteries supernaturally to God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14.2. Check this out. 1 Corinthians 14.2. 
For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to whom? To God. Even if there's someone there with the gift of interpretation of tongues and it manifests that night, you were talking to God and they interpreted what you said to God. And it may be a message for the church. But if there's no interpretation, guess what? You're only talking to whom? To God. Since people won't be able to what? Won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Maybe that's why it freaks some people out. Because you can't understand it. Okay? It's like, well, man, what are they saying? What's going on? Or it's just weird. I don't know. It, just because it seems odd to you, you've got to look in Scripture and say, man, is this backed up scripturally? And hey, obviously, it is. We're sharing that right now. So number one tonight is the Holy Spirit. I mean, sorry, the gift of different kinds of tongues. It's evidence of being filled with the Spirit. And number two, it is speaking mysteries supernaturally to God. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not smart enough to make it up. It's in your Bible, okay? And we have the references up here on and off tonight as we, as we share this. Let's go to the third one now. It is praising or magnifying God. Why does Scripture use the word magnifying? Anybody ever used a magnifier? Okay, how many of you burned ants with a magnifier? Some of the guys are honest enough. It's guys usually. I burned them too. Now I'm like, I don't even want to step on ants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matthew's just shrugging. He's like, I don't know. We were bored, man. You try to start a fire when your kids are fascinated with fire. Let's, let's burn this paper, man, with a magnifier. Well, magnifying God, you know, when you look through a magnifier, it makes stuff bigger, right? Remember Sherlock Holmes or what was the other one? Does anybody remember Encyclopedia Brown? I just had a random memory of Encyclopedia Brown. I haven't thought of him in 20 years, 30 years. But a magnifying glass is to make something larger. See, many times in people's minds, God is so small. He's already big. Scripture says the earth is his footstool. Have you ever seen a footstool? You go to your house, you prop your feet up on something. The earth is his footstool. That is interesting. So he's a big God, but many times we talk down God's greatness. Yeah, I know, but I'm going through this situation, man, and I'm short $1.28. God can take care of it, I promise. God can do it. He can take care of it. He's a big God. So when you magnify God, you're proclaiming his greatness and how big he really is. When you magnify God over your situation, not don't magnify the enemy and don't magnify the problem, God is getting praised, okay? When you praise him, you're saying thank you, you're glorifying him, but you're saying how big he is. Good Acts 10.46. Acts 10.46. We just had that reference. They heard them speaking in other tongues and praising or magnifying God. That's one of the other purposes of tongues, according to Scripture magnifying God. Now, why is praising God so important? Why is magnifying God so important? Why do you think? Mm -hmm. It connects us with him. That's very important. Why else? Why do you think it's so important? Based upon what you know of Scripture, yes, ma'am. It brings faith. That's a really good point. There's been times where I'm struggling and I start to praise God and I start to, I start to like surge with faith. Yeah, and believe more. Why? 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and praising is part of the word of God. Telling God how great he is is very scriptural, I believe. And you, sometimes you don't even believe it yet, and you just praise him. Lord, will I trust you? I don't know how. But you're like that man that told Jesus, Jesus said, do you believe? He said, Lord, I believe, but would you help my unbelief? That's a crazy statement. It's almost contradictory. He's like, I believe, but there's part of me that has doubts. So when you praise God, it brings you closer to him. It connects you to him. It can enhance your faith because it's very scriptural. It is, it is speaking the word of God when you tell the Lord thank you, when you praise him and give him glory. And some people are like, I only praise God when it's good. I only pra-. No, you know what? Praise him through the tribulation. Praise him through the hard times. I don't know all of your lives, but I know my, my life pretty well, right? And that of my wife. And I know that there's been some hard times in our lives where we've just praised God. I mean, in the tears. We sat in the bed together and just looked at each other. And one of us, it's one of us usually, it's not at the same time usually, one of us will go, we just need to praise God. What? Everything feels like it's... Y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me for this. This is really off color. You ever heard the saying, going to hell in a handbasket? You ever heard that saying? It's like, man, it feels like everything is just, it's, it's, it's impossible, it's daunting, it's scary. It does, it's not like I planned. You ever been there? Say, this isn't what I imagined for me. Some of you say, it's not what I imagined for my kids. Some of you say, it's not what I imagined for this situation. It's not what I imagined for my, it's not what I imagined. And I bet Job said that. He actually did, but he didn't quite say it that way. You guys ever read through the book of Job? He said, he made a statement that to me, it would be so controversial. And he goes out on a limb here because Job said some crazy stuff. It's a great book, but it's we were talking about it at Bible study last. But man, there's some parts in it you're like, oh my gosh. And you're either ready to read it or you're not. It's hard to read Job and be neutral unless you're just not really reading. Okay? But Job made a statement. And this is the old school translation. He said, yet though he slay me, still I will trust him. What? If God killed me, I'm going to trust him. That's crazy, huh? This was before Jesus ever came to the earth, and Job spoke some deep stuff. In other words, I'm just going to trust him. And part of trusting God is praising him. Why is, why is praise so important? Anybody else? Why is praising and magnifying God so important? Why do you think? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I've never heard that answer framed that way. That's a really good answer. We're going to be doing it in heaven. Why not start now? That leads me to other points, but you know how it is. People say, man, when we get to heaven, it's going to be great victory. But yeah, God's promised us some wins down here, hasn't he? Why not start praising him now? You're going to be doing it forever. And no, I don't think you're just going to be in heaven like this with a harp only on a cloud. But we're going to be praising him a lot. You may, you may be going to other dimensions. I don't know what you're going to be doing. You're going to be working for God and hanging out with other people. You're going to have a mansion. But yeah, you're going to be doing it in heaven. Why not do it now? It's heavenly. That is part of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven to praise him. They're praising him in heaven. Let's bring God's will to earth by praising him. Why else? Why else? Why is it so important that we praise and magnify God according to scripture? Why else? 
Anybody else? We were. Scripture says, let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. You can look in Scripture in Isaiah, and it's kind of hidden, but once you get to it, it's very uh, plain that the Lord is talking about Satan, who was called Lucifer. Scripture says he was created to praise God and that he had instruments built into his body. Some of you are like, Pastor Matt, I've never read that. Look into it. The book of Isaiah. The prophet's receiving a revelation about Lucifer because Lucifer, guess what? He used to lead the choirs of heaven in worship to God, and then he got jealous and he got pride and whatever else, right? And he started believing lies or he started lying. But the enemy was even created to praise God, and he messed up. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to lose that privilege. That's why the devil is so good with music. People are like, music isn't powerful. Uh-huh. They've found music, certain music playing at crime scenes. They've found you have great music at weddings. We have worship music that leads us into the presence of God. There's different kinds of music that people work out with because it makes them stronger or more aggressive in their mind or makes their heart pump. Music works. Some people sleep with music. It helps them go to sleep. Some people have a romantic dinner and they have Italian musica playing in the background. Cellos and mandolins, I don't know, whatever else. Music's powerful. It can set the mood. It can set the tone for worship. It can set the tone for hatred or anger. So you remember, you were created to be music unto the Lord and a powerful part of the gift of different kinds of tongues is praising and magnifying God. How about this one? How about number four here? Edifying ourselves. What does edify mean? Well, it means to build, to be built up. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14.4. We need building up, don't we? We need strengthening and encouragement. 1 Corinthians 14.4. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. One translation says edified. Okay? But one who speaks a word of prophecy, what? Strengthens the entire church. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse again. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened or edified or built up personally. That's why it's primarily a devotional gift. Let's go to Jude 20. Jude verse 20. Jude is an interesting little book because it has one chapter. Look at what what, uh, the writer says here. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? If you could, Jessica, I'd like to see that in the New King James Version. It's not as clear in the New Living Translation. It kind of diverges a little bit from what I need it to say. Let's see what it says in New King James. Thank you so much. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith or in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So praying in tongues... Because you're speaking what the Spirit of God is giving you, builds your faith. We need that all the time, don't we? Some days you're so full of faith, huh? You're on the mountaintop. Other days we're in the valley. Man, I'm not feeling it, man. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with a gift of evidence of speaking in tongues, man. Pray, pray in the Spirit. It is to build yourself up, okay? And now number five, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the verse for this one. But it is a spiritual refreshing. 
I've prayed in the spirit before when I was having a hard time, felt like the world was ending and it changed my whole way of thinking. And I started to praise God. It's crazy. It always leads me to praise God and magnify and glorify him because these all tie in together. Okay. Spiritual refreshing. So let's look back through these. Let's review them. Number one, it's the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, it's speaking mysteries supernaturally to God, right? Number three, it's praising and magnifying God. Number four, it's edifying or building ourselves up. And number five, spiritual refreshing. All very, very important things. Does anybody have any questions tonight before we pray? And that was the gift of different kinds of tongues. Next week, we're going to wrap this up, the teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll move on to other subjects. Any questions about tonight? The gift of different kinds of tongues or any other gifts of the Holy Spirit? Any thoughts, any questions you've had, anything? No. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes tonight, if you would, please.